Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. And uh, proud to be joined by Ty Harrington right now. And uh, uh, Coach Harrington, great to visit with you. I hate that it's under these circumstances, but uh, who better to talk about uh, Coach Gustafson uh, than you, his, uh, the team captain at the University of Texas uh, back in 1987. I'm sure you've been uh, – it's a tough day, but also hearing this news last couple of days, but uh, also probably some pretty incredible memories. And, and I bet you have uh, – I bet you've been talking to some of your former teammates. But uh, welcome, uh, welcome back to the uh, Matt Mosley Show. It's great to have you. Matt, thanks for having me. Having me, yeah, obviously – would have been enjoyed this from uh, a different perspective, a different level. But in the same breath, um, I have to say this. I mean, I, I truly mean this. And um, I, I think coaches, you know, at this point in his life is in a much better place. And um, I know there were lots of family members and, and former players even and some others that were patiently waiting. And he, he is truly um, in, a, in a better place. And I had an opportunity to spend some time with Coach Off and On um you know a month ago and um and he you know i mean his, his health had declined some um but you could still walk into his room and um his his steely blue eyes would just open up and a <laughs> smile would come on his face and he would recognize you and and uh and would want to to listen and and uh and hear about what was going on in each of our lives and and uh and so um, I will miss that. Um, I will miss the opportunity of late night phone calls, uh, from coach and, and to him about life, baseball, and whatever, you know, came my way. And, and he always had time for it and time for me and, and was always grateful and appreciative of that. And, um, but I'll miss that. But, but the memories of what he created in my life and several others, but what he did to enhance and enrich my life, um, I'll never be able to truly repay him uh, for that. And uh, and so not only from a coaching and a playing perspective, but on a personal level as well. And uh, so I'll, I'll miss that part. But the memories, man, I've got so many in the stories. You're right. <laughs> the stories have been flowing like rich wine over the last few days. Uh, between a lot of us and, and players and coaches all alike. What was the first thing you remember about him, like even when you got recruited to go there in uh, in 1986, which, by the way, some unbelievable teammates that you had. What a rich time in University of Texas baseball history. But what was your first, uh, when you think back on, on getting recruited there and what was your first memory uh, of coach and and what kind of stood out to you from that time well i mean i i wish that we all could recruit like he did and that was to have this the the, the infamous orange phone that when he called you and said how would you he would tell you a little bit about playing at the university of texas and the rich tradition and the pride and and the wins and the championships and and all the great things that went along with it if you didn't already know and he would tell you all about it and then at the end of it he'd say well you want to be a longhorn or not and that was it <laughs> and you either chose yes or you or you didn't and uh for most of us it was we chose yes and I, I i think now you know i heard i heard roger clemens say it and 
and some other guys over the last few days talk about that exact same conversation from a recruiting standpoint. But that was my first real uh, taste of his presence and and how much uh, respect he got and how much when he spoke, how much we all listened and hung on to everything he said. Uh, he didn't say a ton, you know, and, and, and so when he did, it was meaningful and it was important and you paid attention. And it started that day on that phone conversation uh, coming out of Target in Waco, Texas, when my mom got hold of me and told me I had to come home that Coach Guest was about to call. And, uh, and it started on that day and it's since never been any different, to be honest with you. And uh, <laughs> I've never heard a man or seen too many men hold so many people's attention in such a respectful and a delightful and entertaining, but really an informative way as coach was able to do. What did he, what was, as a, as a coach and, and you were an infielder, like what was the, what was his biggest strength? Was it, like you said, he didn't maybe, he had this great presence about him. and didn't have to say a whole lot, but like, even in, as you've gone into your coaching career, when you think back on, okay, what did he impart on me? Uh, wisdom wise. Cause it sounded like you, y'all, y'all stayed in touch throughout your coaching career and he had such a big impact. What was the, what was the thread through all of that? Well, I think he tried to simplify things for us, for us, not him, but for us. Um, he, he kept things pretty simple. You worked hard, you played hard, you competed, and you played to win. That was the only way that it went at the University of Texas. It wasn't about – there was no gray area with him. It was all very straightforward. Um, and because of – he tried to simplify everything – um, we truly did. We had a lot of great players and better than most, but we, we truly outworked just about everybody. And it was demanded from him to us as to how that's the way we were going to be and how we were going to approach things. It was always going to be done the right way. Uh, it was always going to be done with class and, and it was all going to be done through a prepared competition or learning how to compete. And really he, he really enhanced all of our abilities to push ourselves to understand what it was really like to have a will to win and a will to work. And, um, and so we, we all learned that from him. I, I tried my coaching career, probably not, obviously not as successful as he was at it. Um, but we all tried to, to, to emulate and have taken that in our lives moving forward as men in any walks of life we've all chosen We've taken those traits from him. There's no question in my mind that he helped add on to what our parents had already taught us. But at a really, really formidable age, at 19 to 21, when you're full of opportunities and choices, he helped us. He helped us learn how to work. He helped us learn how to compete. He helped us learn how to have skills and traits that we can move forward in our life with, not just win championships, but to move forward in our life with. And if you go and you look, and there's some guys there in Waco, Todd Haney, some other guys that have that have that are in that whole you know Central Texas area that were Longhorns too. That guy gave us, Coach Gus gave us every chance that we could to learn how to do things right and to compete and work hard and to be successful. And uh, and I, I forever will be grateful for him. And as a coach, I tried to to take some of that information and those ideas and, and press them forward into, into the teams that I had at wherever I coached. 
Uh, he obviously always had a tremendous amount of influence on me. But I will share something with you that I don't know that too many people know, and, and they're starting to figure out today or over the last couple of days. He invented analytics in baseball. You know, Billy Bean gets all the credit. That's fine. And, and there was movies and shows and books. But Coach Gus was one of the most statistical, analytical-driven people in college baseball that there has ever been. He had his own stats. He had what was important to him. And so all those hunches and all those ideas and all those things, he had already played out in his mind. He knew how to, to control the game. He knew how to control his players and how to get them to do certain things and play in certain moments, who could perform in this moment, that moment. And he learned all that and, and developed his own analytics. And so I giggle every time I watch hear somebody say, well, Bill, you know, the, all the analytics <laughs> of pro baseball. I was like, oh, yeah, I saw it in 1984. So uh, give, me, give me something new that, that the rest of us haven't seen before. And so not many people know that he was a very statistical driven and, and paid attention to him and knew a lot about the game before everybody else did. Well, that's fascinating. Ty Harrington, longtime Texas State baseball coach, joining us the Matt Mosley Show. Played at Midway. And, uh, boy, did you dream when you were playing there, you, you all moved to the Waco area, were you thinking, well, you know, Baylor's right down the road, University of Texas. Like, what were you – like, when did you start um, kind of dreaming, like, I think I could could do this at some of these major programs? When did it, when did it occur to you? Uh, were you – early in high school or was it kind of on into high school? You know, it was later in my high school career that I, I felt like I had a chance to play collegiate baseball. Originally met my mom and dad and my uncles and everybody in my family had gone to Baylor and were athletes at Baylor. My dad was mm-hmm. a coach and player at Baylor. Um, I was headed that way really in, in to, to, to think about maybe playing baseball and, and, but in all honesty, and would have been really happy to have done it. I would have been honored to have played at Baylor, to be honest with you. Um, for me, I spent a good portion of my life in Waco um, and loved it. I wanted to spread my wings some. And uh, when that opportunity came to go to Austin and, and obviously, you know, to play in, a, in an orange and white uniform for the first time, it was different in our family. And I, I wanted to have my own independence about it. And, uh, and there was a lot behind that. And, uh, and again, I, I, you know, most people that know me know that I had tremendous Baylor ties still today and, and, and love that university for what it did for my mom and dad and family and, and, and have a ton of respect for it. But for me and for Ty Harrington at that moment in his life, it was an opportunity to, to go do something different and to step out. And, uh, and so I, I recognized it my senior year and, and uh, was given that opportunity. As I said, when the orange phone rang, um, it was just a time for me to, to, to start my own independence. Um, forever grateful to my high school coach, Ken Beverly, uh, rest in peace himself, and who was a truly one of the greatest men uh, in the world in my high school, which I jokingly say, but kind of kind of confidently say to the greatest high school in the state of Texas uh, in Midway, <laughs> and, and certainly proud of my roots, and, uh, and certainly proud of my heritage, and, and certainly was blessed, and, and really, truly lucky to be presented the idea uh, of getting an opportunity to play at the University of Texas for Coach Gus. Boy, Coach Gus uh, uh, passes away age 91. Talking to Ty Harrington, I'm curious what uh, what numbers, uh, Coach, were were most important to uh, Coach Gustafson. Like when you're talking about, I'm fascinated by what you just talked about, the analytics 
and how much of a role he played in that. Were there a couple of numbers that he valued? And I'm sure you took some of that uh, into coaching with you all these years. And by the way, you're being modest. You did go on to win about 660 you know, games, so you did pretty well, I would say, uh, throughout your career. But what were the, what were the numbers – that really stuck out and that, that Coach Gustafson valued the most? Well, believe it or not, it was your strikeout-walk ratio as a hitter, <laughs> as a pitcher. Both sides of the coin were huge for him. Um, he also had his own built-in stats about who could hit with men in scoring position, who could get, who could hit with men on base. He had his own um value to him statistically about quality starts and then also how guys were able to perform uh as pitchers with men in scoring position um and then obviously the the one that he he valued and and spoke so highly of too uh was the defense we just we just didn't make many mistakes we didn't create innings for other people uh we didn't create innings with walks Obviously, as mentioned earlier, it was important to him, but not creating, you know, avenues for the other team to take advantage of our mistakes. And so his his analytics started with the basis of those. You know, the batting average was important, but it wasn't the tell-all for him. Uh, the ERA was important, but it wasn't the, the absolute for him. There were minor parts, of, as I mentioned earlier, and other details of those statistics that had tremendous value for him. And, and I remember in 1988, when I first went on the staff, you know, he had his own quality start sheet and, and what that meant for our pitchers and how he, and he devised it himself. Um, and obviously a big one, which was big for people today, um, the, the slugging percentage and, uh, and on-base percentage. And, uh, and so when you start combining the two, which a lot of people do now, and there are other stats that the people have built on over the years to add to it, particularly for Major League Baseball, where you have a, a bigger data pile to, to, to dig from. Um, but he was doing it, you know, years and years ago, and every pitch that was thrown in an inter-squad game, and let me tell you, Matt, there were plenty of inter-squad games and plenty of innings of inter-squad games. When you're playing 14 innings a day, there was a lot of statistic being a lot of data being piled up on you. And, and he knew every piece of it, every pitch of it, every at bat of it, every error of it. And I mean, he just, his mind was set in that way and, and it was that important to him. And, you know, he knew coach knew the, the importance of and the expectations and the standards that the university of Texas expected and demanded and deserved. He knew that. He worked towards that, and subsequently, so did we. And so he worked feverishly. If he wasn't working, he was with his family. He didn't have a ton of hobbies. He was completely, <laughs> completely dedicated to his family and to his other family, the University of Texas baseball program. And he just was a man of routine. He was a man of, of doing the same things over and over and, and, um, and just truly – truly one of the um, most unbelievable baseball people that I've ever experienced and had converse, had privilege to have conversation with. Did he get after um, the the umpires at times? I, I've, I've been trying to think back. I was kind of a kid no. when those rotations, no, I mean, you know, watching Texas, he didn't really? No, man, not to cut you off, no. Coach, to my knowledge, never got kicked out of a game. Wow. And, uh, <clears throat> or was ejected from a game. Now, he knew the rule book, 
better than anybody else, better than the umpires. I know multiple times that he would walk out to the home plate or to the mound and call timeout, not holler and scream it. He didn't holler and scream and cuss. And he would walk out with the rule book to explain to the umpires what was going on. And I multiple times saw him do that. And then, and of course, you know, again, he was, he was so prepared as a, as a coach that the umpires, I think ultimately, I wouldn't use the word intimidated, but I know that they were on their on their best to try to know everything they could because they knew he knew the, the, the rule book and they knew he knew everything about it. And uh, I think if you went and asked all the umpires that ever umpired a game for him, he did nothing but treat them with the utmost respect um, and with the utmost, you know, I mean, I, he just didn't holler and scream at him. Now he could walk out there with his hands in his back pocket and question, you know, what happened or why, and then turn around, walk right back to the dugout and never say another word about it. And so, I mean, I, you know, it, that wasn't his, that wasn't his cup of tea. And I saw him pick up a base and throw it or kick dirt or anything like that. And, and uh, he always felt like he was supposed to be out there on that field or in that dugout coaching. Yeah. Isn't it funny how some people always feel like old to you? Like he, like, I just think August, you know, I, I'm, he was a young man at some point, you know, but he, he just kind of <laughs> had that air about him that, and I'm sure y'all, uh, it was just almost, um, y'all were in awe of him at times. But, uh, you know, same thing with Coach Royal. I mean, think about those. I was yeah. looking at pictures of him today, and I, that, that UT cap sitting up real high on his head. And, like, that's the, that, that's the UT that I remember, you know. And, and uh, what, a, what an unbelievable legacy that he has left. Uh, uh, Cliff Gustafson uh, passes away at age 91. Ty, it's so great to... Uh, visit with you and boy your whole family uh uh everybody uh loved your parents and man i've heard such great things about all of you all over the years so i really appreciate you uh taking the time today matt thank you for having me and, and thank you for giving me an opportunity to speak about one of the greatest men and and uh in my life and, and uh certainly you know uh, with my mom and dad and family they 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 led me in the right direction and and, and entrusted coach gus that he was going to help me do the same thing, and, and he certainly did. And um, I'm proud I had an opportunity to play for him and, and spend time with him in my life. He did have a huge impact on my life, and um, I'm glad that you're affording me the opportunity to tell other people because uh, a lot of people don't know a lot of things about Coach Guys. I mean, he had a tremendous sense of humor. He loved to play the guitar. He loved to play golf. He loved to to, to, to joke with his other coaches and other people in his life and and uh, and a lot of people just saw this really stoic, incredible man with his hands in his back pocket and a different snuff in his mouth. But there was a lot more more to him, and uh, there was a lot more to him. Just like there were a lot of wins, that's for sure. <laughs> you think he was friends with Willie too, in addition to Coach Royal oh. being friends with with Willie Nelson? Oh, make no doubt about it. And I saw Willie Nelson sit in our dugout on multiple occasions before he would sing the national anthem. And uh, so, yes, he knew George Strait. He knew everybody. If you're a country western singer and you could play the guitar and you were a friend of Coach Gus's if you lived in Austin, Texas, at a really special time in Austin, Texas as well. And so, yes, he, 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 he explored all of that when he finally learned how to play the guitar. And, and uh, you know, he, I guess if I said he didn't have many hobbies, he, loved, he did love to play golf. And uh, he taught me how to play golf and, 
and uh, and enjoy it. And uh, and so there's a lot of things about that that man that people don't know other than he won a 22 Southwest Conference championships, two national championships, and a lot of regular season baseball games. Oh, man. I could talk about this all day. By the way, did you ever go over to the Armadillo or any of those famous? Uh, did you go? Would you sneak out and listen to a little uh, live music either when you were a player or a coach? <laughs> yeah, I did and still do. And <laughs> music here as well. And so, yes, I did. Austin, Texas, when I walked there, I walked in there for the very first time, and my college roommates at the time took me down to 4th Street and 6th Street where all the live music was. It, it changed my life about live music and uh, still do today and enjoy it and love it, and uh, and it were good times, that's for sure. Well, Co- uh, Coach, I really appreciate it, and uh, I look forward. Let's, let's catch you like a Baylor baseball game or something together one of these days. Sounds like a great plan, and, and anytime you guys – uh, want me to come on and talk about college baseball. Still, I believe, is one of the greatest sports, if not the greatest sports uh, in college athletics. Let me know, and I'll come on, and we'll talk about Baylor. We'll talk about the University of Texas, Texas State, and college baseball, because it is truly, truly one of the greatest games on dirt. Or dirt. Well, I appreciate it. The greatest coach ever at Texas State and a great uh, former Texas player. Uh, really appreciate it. There he goes, Ty Harrington. Uh, former Midway star, UT star, and then became a great baseball coach here in the state of Texas for Texas State all those years. It is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Let's do some campus confidence.